You're listening to Your Rights to Work. Chris Garlick and Ed Smith here for you today, folks, on this rainy Thursday. This is your show. Rights you have, the rights you don't have, the rights you wish you had. Ed Smith, we are in fall fundraising drive. Give that number if you would. We sure are. I just want to say hi to everybody. Hi, Chris. And I see we've got a lovely guest, Mr. Stephen. Good to see you, Dave. Yes, sir. Um, so if you want to call us directly, you can call us if you're in the area code at 202-588-9739 or out of the area code 1-800-222-9739. And, of course, you can always reach us on our website at wpfwfm.org and utilize the cash app by uh, punching in dollar sign WPFW. And this is for you to pledge to uh, WPFW and more particularly to our um, show today, Your Rights at Work. And we really appreciate all the efforts that you um, do to support our show. And down, as Chris and I will talk about a little later, there are some nice uh, gifts, but um, we think the biggest gift is for you to uh, pledge dollars to our station to show your support, to show your activism in these difficult times. Thank you, Ed Smith. All right. On the show today, latest labor news headlines, including President Trump's push to politicize the civil service. We've got daily demonstrations at Kroger supermarkets in West Virginia this week, plus the latest episode of the San Francisco Mime Troops Tales of the Resistance, the end of the beginning. And I don't think we're talking about the election, but Yes, we are talking about the election. And to do that, my colleague, you know him, David Stephen. Thanks for taking time to be with us, David. We got a lot going on. We've got just a few days left. So first of all, uh, give me a little light on this uh, uh, question B up in Montgomery County. We just did a story on this in Union City. What's the what's the, the short version of that? So, so the short version is that we have a uh, an initiative that has been pushed by um, this 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 fiscal conservative out of Montgomery County, where uh, they want to change the ch- the tax structure or the ability to raise revenue in the county. And I don't have to tell you guys at this particular time uh, that we are in a pandemic. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, we'll be coming out of that pandemic. Uh, we're going to need revenue uh, in order to get things done when it comes to schools, when it comes to recreation centers, when it comes to infrastructure, uh, public transportation. The list goes on. All the things that that, that we take for granted that government does, uh, you need revenue for that. And, and they want to stifle the ability to raise revenue. Uh, in, not they, this, this particular fiscal conservative wants to uh to stifle the ability to raise revenue at a time that revenue is down because people aren't working right uh and so we um we are encouraging people to vote against question b if they live in montgomery county uh so that the the council and it's not it's not about raising taxes let's let's be clear about that 
But what it does is that it gives the county council the ability to assess what is needed and the actions that need to be taken in order to, um, to, to, to have the revenue and to reach those services for the community that they need. Uh, and that will have a tremendous effect on all people, uh, but especially working people, uh, because we need those government services in order for us to, to, to have a productive existence um, within the county and in, in society as a whole. All right. So there you have it. Question B for those folks uh, like me <clears throat> here in Montgomery County. That is a vote against. And David educated me. I thought it was like a yes, no thing. It is a vote against. Against. That's, yes. It's important because the wording on these things is, frankly, intentionally. Uh, I'll use a, a, a lawyerly like term, obfuscatory. It's complicated, right? Is that <laughs> And, and I think he got me on that one. I that that's a, that's one of those um, those LSAT words that I might have forgotten about. I think so. I think what Chris is what Chris means is it's misleading and perhaps miscommunication designed to confuse a voter uh, into. Um, voting yeah, we, and we always have to be careful about that because a lot of times with these proposal questions, yes can mean no, and no can mean yes based on the way that that it's worded. Uh, right. So, yeah, we have to be careful. But, yeah, just remember, when it qu- comes to question B, uh, that we are voting against uh, that, that particular question. Excellent. Now, we just have a couple of minutes here. But, David, uh, I'm looking at the uh, Labor Council's endorsement page. You can go to dclabor.org. Uh, right at the top is endorsements. And let's just do a very quick rundown on uh, sort of the top line endorsements from the Metro Council. We've got them in D.C. and in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, don't we do the, why don't we go ahead and focus on the D.C. ones for since we have a short time? So, so in, in D.C., you've got um, five, one, two, yeah, five. There are five uh, D.C. Council slots that are open, uh, and of those five, the uh, the D.C. count the uh, the D.C. Labor Council has made four endorsements. So the first one that that uh, all D.C. residents can vote for. Uh, is for the at-large position. Uh, that, well, there are two at-large positions, um, which can be kind of confusing, but let me say it this way. Uh, Ed Lazier is running as an independent. Oh, Ed Lazier, yes, Ed Lazier is endorsed by the Washington Council. Uh, Robert White is running as a Democrat. Robert White is endorsed by the Council. And that, I, and I'll leave it at that so that, that no one gets confused. You have the um, option of voting for two people, and those are the two people that... Um, that we are asking you to vote for. Uh, if you want to plunk your ballot, uh, then please vote for Ed Lazier because Robert White, um, if for all intents and purposes, is running out of votes. There you go. But then you've got uh, candidates in wards four and eight that uh, Labor's also endorsed. Yes, Janice Lewis George uh, is an outstanding uh, candidate. She uh, challenged the incumbent uh, back in the primary, kind of ran away with it. Uh, we and and I am um, and the council is excited about her coming into the D.C. council uh, because she's got some great ideas, some great pro worker, pro labor uh, ideas, as well as uh, Tran White, who is out of Ward Eight, uh, and he will uh, is running as an incumbent, and we are also uh, endorsing his candidacy. Excellent. Now, also the uh, the labor council is endorsed in the uh, the state board of education. That, that, is that yes, a- yes, yes. Actually, we have. Yeah, and I, I would encourage everyone to uh, to to take a look at our endorsement page on dclabor.org. We've made endorsements for all of the five seats uh, for the state board of education. This is the first time 
in a long time, to be sure. I don't know if ever, uh, Chris, you might be able to tell me if that the. Uh, so. I don't think we've done this before. The teachers have, of course, but I don't think we have. Yeah, uh, and, but but this is this is important. Um, and and let you know, and 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 as, as we continue to think positive, uh, when, when you all go and you vote for um, for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for uh, president and vice president, uh, remember that of all those things that they say is on the ballot, DC statehood is also on the ballot. It's not literally on the ballot uh, because we've already voted on it. But the fact of the matter is that the headwinds are are are, are going our way for statehood, uh, and so having a structure in place with our education system. Is very very important. So uh, we and we've got five candidates that are endorsed, um, and and I encourage everyone to take a look at our um, our dclabor.org endorsement page so that you will know who those candidates are for um, for your respective wards and the at large position. Um, and they're, they're all listed there for you. You can learn more information about those candidates. Great. And then also there's congressional endorsements, and those are also on that that page. Uh, no no real surprises there. Uh, and then uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, around, uh, you know, uh, protecting the vote, which obviously, you know, in D.C., Virginia, Maryland, I think hopefully is less of a problem. But did you want to just say a, a few words about about those efforts? Uh, because I think folks here are, are obviously going to be interested uh, in what's going on. Well, yeah, um, I, I think that uh, one, one, one of the things that I just want to stress to everyone in your listening audience, Chris, is that although we aren't one of the people that, that you, or our, our, our area is not on CNN and MSNBC around the clock talking about swing states, it is still important for us to show up uh, and, and, and to make sure that uh, the people that, that we support in labor uh, are win by, by unquestionable margins so that we can make a statement about where it is that we are as a region and where we are looking for this country to go. So I um, am, am imploring upon everyone to go vote. Uh, if you live in D.C. or if you live in Maryland, um, then you will early voting is going now and will continue through Monday. And then we have our traditional day of voting on Tuesday, which is the last day to vote. Um, if you have a mail-in ballot like what I used, and I actually turned in my uh, mail-in ballot yesterday, uh, there, there are drop boxes that, that are all over this region. You can uh, just log on to your State Board of Elections website, and they will direct you to where you can go. I literally walked across the street from my, my apartment here in D.C. Uh, it, in fact, it was easier for me to, um, to drop off my ballot than it was for me to, to mail off a letter in, the, um, in, in a post office box. Wow. Uh, and since I said that, um, that was a really good segue. Um, do not put your ballot Thank you. in a post office box. Yeah, as much as we love our, our, our postal workers, um, th- this has no reflection on them. But the the post the post office just does not have the capacity to make sure that your ballot is in by uh, Tuesday. So don't do it. Period. Uh, take it to and like I said, it, it was easier for me to get to my Dropbox than to my mailbox. So um, yeah, make sure that you get there. Um, early voting will end on Monday. Voting on Tuesday and Wednesday will have a new president of the United States, guys. Here, here, here. All right. David Stephen, political director at the Metro Washington Council. Go with God, my brother. Go with God. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great afternoon. All right. Thank you so much.
All right, we're going to be back uh, shortly with Katia Stitt. Uh, but first, first, we have the uh, segment eight, episode nine of the San Francisco Mind Troops Tales of the Resistance. This will be the first segment, and then we'll be back with Katia in about, uh, oh, roughly eight minutes and 20 seconds. Take it away, Mikey Seller. The San Francisco Mime Troop presents Tales of the Resistance, four series of original political comedy audio plays presented as podcasts and audio shows on stations across the country by the never-ever-silent, always-radical, and confusingly named San Francisco Mime Troop. We have presented Jade for Hire, Novice Nurse Susie Terse, Fear of the Dark, and Dimension 2020. But now... Part one of the final episode, the beginning of the end. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Abyss. Well, it looks like ex-cop Primo has gotten himself into quite a spot. He escaped the jail cell, but now he's got to rescue his new friend, Amandla. Poor Primo. On the run from his brothers in blue, trying to save a girl who was black and a red. All the colors Primo had delusions about. Maybe he should have been focusing more on the truth, and not on the pigments of his imagination. <laughs> At least the ghost of his father helped him figure out why he has such a fear of the dark. Where are you cops taking me? Don't worry. We got plans for you. Right, boys? That's right, Captain. Don't call me Captain. Sorry. Remember... I'm just a regular guy uh, in regular American clothes with my regular American friends going to a protest. Where you might have to crack an un-American protester's head. Exactly. Let me go. Oh, we'll let you go, all right. As soon as we get to the protest. See, we need someone to be an example of what happens to all the brothers and sisters when you get out of order. And for your comrades, well, doesn't Antifa need a martyr? No! Zip tie your hands and... Put her in the trunk. You pigs! You can't do this! Let me... Come on, boys. <sighs> Damn it! What do I do? Primo. Dad? Remember what the captain said to you. He said... They're taking her to the protest! Primo! What? You have a car! Oh, right! Thanks, Tatai. Don't mention it. Okay, Captain, we're here. Don't call me Captain! Sorry! Okay. Let's, uh, mingle a little. When the time is right, we get her out, 
put a gun in her hand, make it look like she's attacking us. And we got us some justifiable homicide. Won't the press know it's a lie? The press will print any lie about violent Black Lives Matter or Antifa protests, even if they know it's fake, just so they could say they're being balanced when they report all the actual violence we're doing. Now let's move out. Amandla, can you hear me? They're gone. I'm going to find a way to get you out of this trunk. Just hold on. Amandla. Primo, what are you doing here? I came to help you. How did you open the trunk from the inside? There's an escape latch in the trunk of every car made since 2001. You didn't know that? I thought you were a cop. How did you get out of the zip ties? I got half a razor blade sewn into the back of my belt for situations like this. Now let's get out of here before- Hey, she got out! Captain! Don't call me Captain! Sorry, should we shoot them? Oh, rubber bullets. Come on! Ow! My leg! Get up! Uh, uh, I can't. They're coming! Uh, leave me. Primo! Hey, are you alright? Who are you? I'm a nurse. Novice nurse Susie Terse, the tell-it-like-it-is healthcare worker. After escaping the clutches of evil Dr. Janice, nurse Susie and ambulance driver Sparks were rushing the precious vial of blood back to City Hospital. We're rushing a vial of blood back to City Hospital. Blood that might spell the end of COVID-19. COVID-19? COVID-19! The pandemic that had brought the world to its knees. We've got to get you in the ambulance. Where do you think you're going? This man is injured. They're under arrest. Arrest? But you don't look like police officers. Well, the captain said... Shut up! No, we're not police officers. We're just regular Americans. Then you can't arrest anyone. Now get out of our way. But you can't take them. Yes, I can. You can't just say that. I just said it. But hey, regular Americans, don't look now, but there's a whole bunch of other Americans heading this way. Sergeant? Captain? Don't call me Captain! But you called me Sergeant! Shut up, shut up, shut up! Just move out! Come on, Susie. We're holding up traffic. Okay, Sparks. And so, Susie, Sparks, and their new friend, Amandla... Amandla? That means power! ...loaded Primo into good old Ambulance 57, but... But what was Primo going to do? Now that it was crystal clear to him that all these years when his brother officers said justice, they'd always meant just them. I never thought I'd get shot by the cops. So those were cops? Out of uniform and out looking for trouble. Uh, it wasn't always like this. Yeah, it was. You just didn't want to see it. Y'all cops are just power-crazy security guards, and this whole country is just one big shopping mall. And if the rest of us don't look right or dress right, or if we ask why all the shops got to be all racist and sexist and classist, and why the salespeople got to make minimum wage working for billion-dollar companies, and if we say we should take over this whole damn mall and make it into a big co-op, a co-op where all the workers benefit instead of just the billionaires at the top. That's when the owners of the mall tell y'all mall cops to crack our heads and kick us out. Wow, a national co-op. With health care for all. I wasn't just a mall cop. Wait a minute. Weren't you at the protest earlier? 
just for a few minutes. I was on my way to Crosstown Labs and... Hey, he's the guy who got tear gassed. And now it's rubber bullets? I'm having a bad day. What happened? Well, after we left the protest, Amandla took me through the graveyard. Graveyard? Then I started hearing voices. Voices? And then I was surrounded by all these ghosts. Ghosts? Sparks, look out! What? That cab, it just pulled into the street! Oh no! Well, it looks like Primo's day has gone from bad to terse. No, Susie, terse. But what's going to happen? Will Sparks and Susie get the blood to the hospital? Will Primo be all right? Will Amanla ever establish an equitable worker's state? We'll find out after this message. All right, we are back. You're listening to Your Rights at Work. That is episode nine, the first part of episode nine of the San Francisco Mime Troops Tales of the Resistance. And if you needed a better time for Tales of the Resistance, I don't know when it would be. We are so happy to be joined by none other, none other than Program Director Katia Stitt. Katia, you are looking wonderful. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Absolutely, Chris. And, you know, PFW is my day, so it's no time out <laughs> at all. And it's it's my passion, my love. And I have to say, I just love that Tales of the Resistance, you know, fabulous, isn't it? it is, you know, and, and um, it made me think how much levity and humor is needed mm-hmm. and vital to the movement in the same way that I think movement songs are vital to the movement, because it helps to remind us that we are going to make it through, you know, that this is the light, what you're doing today with um, uh, Tales of the Resistance. Ella Baker, our theme is, you know, um, uh, 43 years of illuminating cultural and political content, basically. And Ella Baker, you know, said, give light and the people will find the way. And I think songs and I think humor and I think um, culture, things like that, uh, that are infused into the political, our political resistance and our movements help to keep our humanity intact. They help to keep our souls fortified, you know, and, and WPFW does that. And this show does that for the workers, you know, and I love, I, I know, I, I always say it every time I pitch with you, but it is very true. It's the only labor program where People, whether you're unionized or not, regular workers can call in and talk about what's happening on their job sites and right. often get answers. That is not happening anywhere across this country. And I know that you have a consortia of labor programs, you know, that you work with mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. God bless them all. But I still think that your rights at work is head and shoulders um, for many reasons, but certainly that reason that the worker can access a resource, which is so very important in these times. And so if you love you here, I love them, right? I'm waxing so poetically here you are. about Chris. And we love you. So if you're in that number with me, though, if you understand the need for this kind of um, theater in our movement, if you understand the need to have a space and a place where workers can really go and get answers and feel supported, like Your Rights at Work and Union City Radio, of course, um, then please call now. We have $500 to go. That is such an easy lift. You all have been so fantastic today. Chris, we've been exceeding most goals today, and we Mm -hmm. want to do it again. And um, 
We want to remind people that every dollar you pledge right now is matched because uh, the Black Coalition Against COVID gave us a generous matching grant, Dr. Reed Tuxin. And I know we've also gotten um, over the in the past and um, over this COVID time, we've gotten wonderful challenge grants from Union Plus. So we have to shout them out as well. So the dollar dollars that you pledge right now, the five hundred dollars, it'll be doubled. We'll make a thousand dollars for the hour. The number to call is eight hundred two 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 nine seven three nine or wpfwfm.org or on Cash App at dollar sign wpfw. One more time, eight hundred. I'll go slow. Two 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 nine seven three nine or wpfwfm.org or dollar sign uh, wpfw on Cash App, Chris and. You know, I don't know what else I can really say except that. Oh, you have said it all, sister. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, let me, and let me just say, here's the thing, folks. You got We got to think big. We are literally hours from the most important <laughs> election of not just yes. our lifetimes, our parents' lifetimes, our grandparents' lifetimes. We have never seen an election like this. And here's the thing. The, the voting, absolutely critical. We just heard from David Stephen, the political director of the Metro Council. The voting is absolutely key. But I got to tell you, you know, we talked about this last week. I'm already thinking about the day after Election Day. This election is not going to yep. be over on Election Day or the day after. PFW is the voice. This is where we're going to get the real news. This is, we will be back here next Thursday reporting on the after effects, right? Going forward, no matter what happens, because even when we beat Donald Trump, he ain't going away. His folks are not going away. And so PFW is even more critical. So when you make that contribution, what I really want you to do is make a monthly pledge. That's what WPFW depends on to be able to know and to be able to budget and to be able to look at 2021, 2022, 2023. That's what we're looking at, right? Exactly. And, you know, and even if Donald Trump goes away, which, you know, I'm not going to say more there. <laughs> your your lips to God's ear, sister. Exactly. God's ear. <laughs> um, we still have a challenge on our hands. You know, we, yeah. we know that um, what we've understood, come to understand, is that there really is a corporate force in this country that wants to make sure that the people do not profit. And so whomever we have, that's really what we are fighting against and and what we're fighting for and why WPFW is so critical it needs to be here for those next seven generations for our children and our grandchildren and we need to create the kind of world that we want for them and one way we do that is having media that is accountable to only the people and media that tells the truth and um offers fact and you know sometimes we don't make the mark so we're not gonna we're not you know perfect but we certainly try and we've done that for 43 years. And it's because of great hosts and producers like Chris Garlock and Ed Smith and others that we are able to do this. So, again, 800-222-9739, WPFWFM.org, $500 to go. And do we get more Tales of the Resistance, Chris? We do, indeed. Just a couple of minutes, we'll get the uh, the second part. And we are very close to wrapping this whole fabulous series up as we're really coming in on that. Uh, so we're very excited about that. And, and again, you know, this is the time to be resisting. That is what PFW has always been about. Uh, just about a minute and a half to go. Ed Smith, let's get your voice in the mix here. Uh, let's give folks a reason why they should dig deep. Well, thanks, Katia, for the kind words. Uh, and as you were speaking, I was thinking about our history, Chris and I, my history here 
on WPFW. I believe it's been approximately four years. I could be wrong. It could be five. It could be three. But I look back over the time, and um, Tales of the Resistance is one aspect. Um, it's it's a art artistic aspect, I guess, of rights at work. We've had music. Um, Chris and I try to put music in uh, almost every show. We've had some shows that just talked, uh, had music that dealt with people's working lives. We've had interviews with playwrights. We've had interviews with actors. We've had interviews with professional athletes. We've had interviews with state and local leaders. We've had interviews with um, union leaders. And we've had interviews with regular folks. And I think most important, we take calls from people. And Katia mentioned that we get, give them answers. Hopefully, we do give them answers to the questions that you 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 all um, ask. And hopefully, they're competent answers coming from me. Um, and it, that is and, your job, Ed. <laughs> and, and, you know, when I think about all the things we've done and the content we've done, it's pretty amazing. And, and not just even in the pledge drive. I'm proud of our show, Chris. And I appreciate people like Katia and listeners that call up and then to also donate. So I look back and think about a really a show that we should be proud of. And we hope that listeners are proud of what we do and enjoy what we do. And if you don't enjoy what we do, give us a call and say, I don't like this particular aspect of your show, or I didn't like Ed, you saying this last week, let's have a dialogue, but to continue that dialogue, we need your support. And Chris, why don't you hit those numbers one more time? All righty, folks, we're just about 30 seconds away from the, uh, the today's conclusion of Tales of the Resistance. So while you're listening, give us a ring, 202-588-9739 or 1-800-222-9739 on your phone. You can go to Pledge app and do dollar sign WPFW or just jump online, WPFWFM.org. Click on Donate Now. Make sure you mention that you heard about it here on Your Rights at Work. All right. We've got uh, about nine-minute segment of Tales of the Resistance coming up, and then Ed and I will be back, and we'll see if we can't uh, get uh, Katia Stitt back with us as well. Stay tuned. Thanks very much. We'd stopped at the kind of crazy angle a cab always comes to when it's wrapped around a telephone pole. Half turned, half off the ground, and as awkwardly placed as an intelligent black man at a Trump rally. And just as uncomfortable. Are you okay? A little bruised, but I'll live. How about you, Red? I think I'm... Wait, what's this wet stuff? I guess I got some oil on me? That, my friend, is blood. Blood? Specifically, your blood. You got a nasty cut on your forehead. My blood? Oh. At which point Red turned whiter than a Republican fundraiser. I don't feel so good. Hey, you two okay? I'm all right, but my friend here got a knock on the head. I'll take care of her. I'm a nurse. Nurse Susie Terse! What happened? You came out of that side street. We swerved to miss you, but you hit this telephone pole. Come on, let's get your friend into the ambulance, mister. Jade. Derek Jade. Oh. It's my fault. I told Red to hurry. I got a story that'll blow the lid off the whole anti-union racket at Jamazon.com. Racket? How they're threatening the workers, firing the organizers. Why would they do that? 
The way I figure it, they want to keep their costs down until they've killed all their competition. Then they can charge the customers whatever they want and pay their workers almost nothing. It's the same with healthcare. It's all about keeping the workers too afraid to demand better conditions, too scared they'll lose their health coverage so the corporations can treat them like indentured servants. Indentured servants? Indentured servants! That's the real reason we don't have national health care. National health care? National health care! The nurse sounded pretty upset. Like when you realize that all the tear gas in your eyes was paid for with your tax dollars. Yes! That's exactly how I feel. I said that out loud. He does that a lot. Red! You feeling better? I'm okay. But all that blood... What can I say? I'm a bleeder. That's why they call me Red. I thought it was your politics. It's a multi-purpose nickname. All this talk about corruption. You don't know the half of it. Those cops back there, they're just a bunch of thugs. Hey, wait a minute. Don't I know you? I wondered when you would recognize me. Aren't you that bartender? I know, I know. The racist bartender who didn't have time for your questions. And aren't you an ex-cop? Yes, and I thought I was a good one. But tonight I realized, you know why all these right-wing goons don't get arrested? Because cops don't like arresting cops. You're just realizing this. I heard it directly from the captain's mouth. I gotta tell someone. I wish there was someone we could tell about Dr. Janice. About people being kept sick and desperate so they can be controlled. Well, me and Red were on our way to talk to a friend of mine at City Newspaper. City, City Newspaper? newspaper? <laughs> Are those still around? Just barely. What do you think, Susie? City Newspaper is in the opposite direction as City Hospital. I know, Sparks, but is telling this story about profit-driven medical madness more important than a cure for COVID-19? COVID-19? COVID-19! Well, we could just put the blood sample back in the cooler, go to the newspaper first, tell the story, then go to the hospital. But what about our patients? I'm fine. The hospital can wait. Are you sure? The important thing is letting the people know the truth. Okay, then. Sparks, get us the city newspaper. And so Sparks pulled old number 57 around and sped off toward the city newspaper building, where Susie could tell her story of greed and manipulation. But was Primo really going to cross the thin blue line to tell the truth about fat blue lies? We pulled up in front of the city newspaper building. It was after hours, and the building was closed tighter than an underfunded post office. But there was a security guard on duty. Can I help you? Well, I could use a hand exposing the corporate government partnership that is grinding us under its boot of fascistic oppression. Grinding us under the... Wait, is that... Primo? Hey, Kirby! Haven't seen you since you left the force. What are you doing here? My friend here says he has a friend upstairs. The name is Jade. Derek Jade. You're Derek Jade? That's what he said. Well, why didn't you say so? My buddy Joe, the security guard over at Jamazon, called and said I should let you in. I don't know if anyone is still up in the offices, but you're welcome to check. Thanks, Kirby. What are we going to tell them when we get up there? Everything. If we spill it all, they gotta at least print some of it. You think it'll make a difference? The election is coming up soon. Maybe if we can get enough people to pay attention, to listen... 
14th floor. Looks empty. It can't be. The press never sleeps. Maybe not, but sometimes they take pretty long naps. Is anyone here? Yes, of course. Where are you? On the intercom. Please wait at the door of the inner office. Have I got a story for you? About the real reason we don't have national health care. National health care? National health care! I got a story about greed and corruption, and a rich guy bolder than the lies at a presidential press conference. Chip Bonzo? That's the guy! I know him. My story is about a realization. All those years thinking I was a good cop. Supporting a system set up to bring out the worst in people, even if they didn't start that way. I see now that cops aren't part of the problem. They are the problem. Hey, cab. Sorry, mine's wrecked. What? Because I drive a cab. Get it? Red. Mm. Sorry. All of your stories are very... upsetting. Please come into the office. I don't see you. I'm here. Where? Everywhere. At every desk, on every computer, in every tablet. I'm the new software that has been installed to run city newspaper more efficiently, to weed out stories that might upset our readers. My job is to know our subscribers better than they know themselves and give them only the articles and report on stories that my algorithm says they already agree with, stories that make them feel good about themselves and good about America. Who... who are you? My name is Clia. Well, this is a predicament. What will become of our brave heroes? Will they escape this new, unexpected threat? Or will the heartless corporate system crush them? Will freedom and equality win the day? Or will they all fall into... the abyss? I guess we'll just have to wait and see in the thrilling conclusion of... Tales of the Resistance! <laughs> The Beginning of the End was written by Michael Jean Sullivan and directed by Valina Brown. Commercials written by Marie Cartier. Music and lyrics by Daniel Savio. Music production by Dred Scott. Woodwinds by Dylan Jennings. Brass by Deborah Del Mastro. Audio engineering and sound design by Taylor Gonzalez. And featured Brian Rivera, Valina Brown, Lisa Hori Garcia, Keiko Shimosato Carrero, Michael Jean Sullivan, Lizzie Calagero, Cassie Grilli, Andre Amaratico, Marie Cartier, Marissa Ellison, Jillian Eichenberger, and Michael J. Asbury as the Gravekeeper. Little Jamie's Revelation was written by Michael Jean Sullivan, directed by Valina Brown, and featured Valina Brown, Michael Jean Sullivan, and Ellen Callis as Little Jimmy. And make sure to stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion of Tales of the Resistance. The end of the beginning. All right, we're back. 
your rights at work with Chris Garlock and Ed Smith. I don't know about you, but I am on the edge of my seat waiting for that last episode. Man, the last oh man. The, the last episode now, is that an hour-long episode? Or? Yeah, they brought all of those different storylines together beautifully. And you can bring it all together beautifully by making a contribution. 202-588-9739. one 800 Pledge on Cash App, dollar sign WPFW, or online WPFWFM.org. Katia, you know that they had a great little twist at the end there that I did not see coming, but I got to tell you, it probably resonated with you as well as a news organization. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure that our, our little, uh, you know, uh, mighty, but you know, small but mighty news operation at PFW must be worried, uh, you know, make sure you don't get replaced by Crya. all the news it doesn't disturb you right 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 well you know it did immediately then i was like oh (laughs) we don't do that thankfully we don't have anyone measuring algorithms that resonate with um the points or the the um, perspective that we want to illuminate and really the powers that be want to illuminate it right Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't have focus groups saying you know more of this little of that we really try to be a big tent in that way and make sure that we offer something for everyone. And, and I just want to be clear here, as you all know, something for everyone sometimes doesn't mean that it's something that everyone agrees with. That just, that just means that we offer something that every, that can resonate with a broad swath of folks, you know, and we pride ourselves on that. And we also love the criticism and the feedback because that's the way we grow. That's the way we get better that that is our recipe, if you will. You know, that's how we put it a, a, a dash of this more, dash of this less. You are our only shareholders. We say that all the time, but it really is true. The listener, you are our only shareholder. So please, right now, support your rights at work. These two gentlemen work so hard. And as we say all the time, you know, everyone on our air is also an activist outside of the air and um, is actually working in these fields that they bring to the air. So we know that, you know, Chris comes out of the AFL-CIO. Uh, Ed is um, always on the battlefield, if you will, staying on the battlefield with the Nurses Association and all that means around healthcare right now and even before then with the battle for the hospital across the river and and um, different campaigns. So we love that they bring that passion, that expertise, uh, their activism to our air. And we ask you now to support that in your rights at work. The number to call is 800-222-9739 or WPFWFM.org. And we're waiting still, gentlemen, for that first call. But we know it's going to come because we know that your listeners adore what you do. $500 to go. And correct me if I'm wrong. I see I see Chris examining the tally sheet even as I said that. He's I'm like, looking, wait a minute. I'm looking. Where's that minute. contribution? Let's, let's yes. get that, get right. that $500 exactly. contribution. <laughs> you know, and, and just before us uh, and on every other day during the week, there's great blues. And that's actually what drove me into WPFW in the first place. And there was also a great jazz show by a guy named Chester Chichester back in oh, the day. Oh, yes. Yes. And he would explain in a brief explanation, the, the, the music that you were going to hear, and he'd tell the story, and he'd say, oh, yeah, Katia Stitch, she played bass on this. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> she had a finger accident. I she wish. had to switch <laughs> to piano, you know, right. things like that. And it was fascinating. And he would have that late, uh, late show, and I would mm-hmm. be coming home from gigs and able to listen to some music that I hadn't been playing and a lot of music that I didn't know of. So the music 
the diversity of music on this station is amazing and what drew me into PFW. And then of course, Chris drew me in as a, as a activist volunteer on this show. And the more I listen to PFW, um, the different shows, it really gets under your skin in a very good way. And, uh, we know that listeners out there uh, agree with me and agree with Katia and Chris, and we really need your support now. And let somebody break out and get that first call in. We only need a few calls to get to that $500 mark. Exactly. And I just want to uh, mention that we still have the face masks. And as I'm sure Ed can attest to, we'll be wearing those face masks yeah. for a long, for a while. For a a long while. time. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but we have a limited edition one um, uh, for voting in particular. It's Vote As If Black Lives Matter. And um, Annette is working hard. She's been getting them out to people every week since the beginning of this drive. It's for a pledge of $50. And you'll get it in time to wear it to the polls on Tuesday if you pledge today. And $10 of that goes to BLMDC's Mutual Aid Fund because they've been doing for a long time now really great work since the beginning of this pandemic, making sure that those that are the most vulnerable have some sort of safety net. So uh, $10 of your donation will go to them. So we extend the good work that Your Rights at Work and WPFW does in that way. Uh, 800-222-9739, org, And, um, you know, Ed, maybe we can offer, I mean, I'm not putting anyone on the spot, but we should go think ahead, about, you know, we should think about having a virtual Your Rights at Work concert or something with Ed. Ed, I don't know if your whole band can be together, but Ed, you can give us a solo event. You know what I mean? I would something be happy for the people. I think that would be wonderful. Maybe a labor sing-along. I would be, I would you know? be honored to do so. And actually, myself and a couple members of my band have done some of these events, uh, private events, and then some public. And uh, mm-hmm. we've actually played some labor songs uh, over time. I've gotten my band to kind of play some labor songs that uh, are more rock and roll. Um, but I'd be, that would be a great thing. And maybe, uh, if, maybe if someone pledges, let's say someone pledges 150 bucks. Uh, we'll do a performance for you, and you can come in. Oh, wow. well, if you can come into the studio at the, at, you know, someday, or we'll yeah. just do a virtual one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, somebody call in, pledge 150 bucks, and I will commit at least myself to perform a good half hour of. Uh, That's a great offer, Ed Smith. That is fantastic. I'm going to hop off and tell Annette about that so she can get it in the system. Right? There you go. All right. <laughs> right so now. much, Katia. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Katia is the program director, the fabulous program director here at WPFW. And let Love me just seeing say, her face, Chris, too. Yeah, and let me just say something here. And I'm thinking about this, Ed Smith, four years ago. One of the reasons that we're in the pickle that we're in is because a lot of folks four years ago, let's be honest, and this is true in the labor movement, so we'll just start with our own house. A lot of people four years ago stayed home. Yeah. They stayed home. They didn't bother going out in a vote, I mean, for various reasons, including that they thought, you know, hey, you know, my vote's not important, doesn't really matter, this is all good to go, and uh, see how that worked out for us, all right? And it's the same thing with support for the station. It's a fraction of the number of people who listen to this station who actually make a contribution. So there's a lot of folks out there who are listening, and that's great. We love having it when you're calling for the show or whether you're listening and appreciate the show. But we need a few more of you to step up and be like, okay, today's the day. Just like yep. this, just like this is the year. 
This is the year me, to get out there and vote. It took me 20, 25 years, Chris, to finally pledge WPFW. There you go. And you know what, there audience? It actually felt pretty good. I only pledged $35 back in the time because I didn't right. have that I didn't have that much money. I was younger and uh you know, I didn't have a whole lot, but I pledged 35 and I think I pledged to that show I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so if you haven't pledged, we'll take 35. I think we took $13 a couple of weeks ago. So 13 is not too little either. I mean, obviously if you've got more money in your in your bank account, we'd love for you to do a one-time pledge and get us over the top with 500 bucks. Um, but we're going to take anything because that matters. Any con- contribution matters. It's kind of like when you go out on the streets, Chris, if somebody's never come to a union event and a rally and they show up for the first time, they are as important as someone who's shown up a hundred times. Got to show up. It's all about showing up. All right, folks, you've got the number. Give us a call. Do, go to the pledge app. That'll work couple of news headlines I want to hit before we go out. Uh, here's an issue that I have gotten educated on. Didn't really think that it mattered to us. This is a thing called Proposition 22. It's in California. Uh, it has to do, and we covered this issue uh, uh, when the California passed a, a, a law. Uh, basically, you know, this whole fiction about how uh, Uber drivers and gig workers are not actually employees of the companies that they work for. Um, This is an ongoing issue. And the reason that people outside of California uh, are following this uh, Proposition 22 is because Uber uh, and some of the other gig companies have been putting a gazillion dollars, and that's uh, that's actually a pretty accurate number, uh, into getting this proposition passed that would get them off the hook um, of, of actually having these folks be their workers. This is being very closely followed across the country. Obviously, this is this ongoing battle about defining um, what is an employee, who is working for who. So you can continue, uh, can you be sure that we are going to continue uh, to follow this story uh, as, as it goes forward, uh, whichever way it goes. Uh, Have you heard any um, polling on that, Chris? I haven't actually, uh, but you know, you know, California has an interesting history with these propositions, uh, and this is, you know, this is one of the reasons we wanted to have David talk about Question B in Montgomery County, uh, because these propositions uh, oftentimes are uh, worded in such a way that, you know, yeah, sure, it sounds kind of reasonable. If you're not educated on the issue, then you wind up voting uh, for something that actually you don't support or you don't really know that much about. So that's an issue that we're going to continue to follow fairly closely. Um, There are some other uh, issues. Oh, uh, one closer to home, Kroger. Uh, and we've had we've been often following issues with the supermarket workers uh, here in the region. Uh, Kroger workers out in West Virginia have been trying to get a contract for months now. Uh, it is not going well. There is a very uh, bad offer on the table from Kroger management uh, that, among other things, would essentially uh, threaten um, health care uh, for Kroger workers uh, could actually even make that go away. Uh, so Kroger workers have been planning uh, demonstrations outside of Kroger supermarkets. So if you're in the West Virginia area, uh, you are likely to see some of those demonstrations. So stop and say hello to those folks. Um, we've got a link on our website actually to the schedule for the Kroger demonstrations. Uh, so those are a couple 
Uh, and the other one, and, and we're really going to have to dig into this more, uh, so I'm just going to lay it out, that uh, we have talked about this issue of political cronyism in the, uh, serv- in the, in the civil service, uh, which, you know, frankly, has been under attack uh, as far as going back, at least as far as the Reagan administration that I remember, and, 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 and you did some work for federal workers back in the day, so it may, be, it may go back even farther than that. We're not going to get into the weeds on this How issue. old do you think I am, Chris? <laughs> uh, no, you've been around a minute is all I'm saying. You've been around a minute. <laughs> not prior to the Reagan administration, brother. The point is, the civil service has been under attack for years, and uh, uh, and then you know, basically, just uh, a week ago, uh, Trump comes at him. He's really pulling out all the stops. And I got to tell you, one of the things that we're going to be keeping an eye on uh, here on this show, and I know on PFW, is even if Trump loses, or I should say, even when Trump loses, he's still got months that he's still in office, and and he's still he sure president. Does. He's yeah. still president. Think about all the think about all the rollbacks in environment. I think he's done. I think he's gotten like 80 of the 101 to do. And in labor, he's done a bunch and he's still got three months. Plus, there are appointees that are going to be still there. Embedded. Uh, But the whole civil service reform. Yeah, it's been going on and for years and years. It's always about, oh, it's too hard to fire a federal worker. I am sick and tired of hearing that. And I try to talk to people intelligently about it. There are rules to fire people. And Chris, if you're a bad performer, you get a bad performance evaluation. You then get a right to improve your performance for a certain time. And if you can't do it, they can fire you. That's the deal. If you do something stupid, if you punch somebody, management needs to document it and fire you. They can do these things. They have, But there's something called due process that I thought Americans believed in, that I can't be fired without due process. That's some of the things that this government would love to change. And that's one of the things that Trump actually is just sort of unilaterally trying to implement is basically stripping uh, protections for the civil service from hundreds right. of thousands of workers. Now, obviously, the unions involved uh, are not going to take that line down. We will probably get somebody on, if not next week, the week after uh, to delve more into this. But again, these are the kind of stories uh, it's not necessarily that you wouldn't hear about them, but you wouldn't hear about it from the labor perspective. And right. that's what we provide. That's what WPFW provides is it sometimes, uh, you know, we bring stories to you that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. But more often what we're doing is we're taking a look at a story that you have heard about and saying, hey, let's look at it from the worker's point of view, from the bottom up, if you will, uh, right. bringing that worker perspective. Uh, to and, and, you know, and, you know, the point on that, a lot of times you read stuff in the newspapers that you're getting a. Uh, I got you. I see, but he's ruining my train of thought. You're getting quotes from the administration on why they need to do it. And then you're not getting any investigative reporting. And what we do is kind of provide the meat on the bones and provide the actual truth and actual facts in the, in the situation. All right. Thank you, Ed Smith. That's going to do it for this week's edition of your rights at work. Give us a call. 202-588-9739. Thanks as always. The fabulous Michael Nacella keeping us straight and Peace, narrow. Michael. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Vote, 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 vote. What it said. Public-